Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Best Seller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We're here with Jeff Brandeis. He is the author of Becoming a Rainmaker, a guide for accountants and CPAs. Jeff, it's great to have you with us. Thank you so much for having me. Great to be here, Taryn. So the title really grabbed me because full disclosure, my dad was a CPA, so I am the daughter of an accountant, so I get this world. It's a, it's a unique wor- world, yes, uh, putting, putting it mildly. So it was nice to see a, a guide <laughs> that my dad could have had back in the day. Uh, in terms of the genesis of writing this book, do guides out there, um, or do guides exist out there, rather, or is this the first of its kind? I'm sure there are books on how to sell, without a doubt. I'm not sure that there's actually one geared towards CPAs that I saw or seen. And I just thought this would be such a great topic for CPAs to have something that they dedicated to them, as opposed to taking something, a generic book and having it uh, make it work for them. Right. So, so let's dive into, cause you know, guide is a specific word. So it's a guide in terms of what, what are the parameters here that we're talking about? What are you, what are you trying to guide uh, readers through? I'm trying to guide readers through how they can actually build better rapport and faster rapport with their, what we call prospects in the sales role or potential clients so that they can basically cut down that sales cycle that they really don't understand how to go sell or the sales process, if you would. So what we teach in the book is how to recognize people, how people learn is how people buy. And when you're able to match your presentation to their learning style, you build that rapport three times faster in one third the time. And it makes it so much easier for the accountant or CPA to be able to do that when they can recognize how the people learn. And that's what we teach in the book. Very interesting. Yeah, we're going to get to that in a second. It is very unique. How we learn, and there are different ways of learning, everybody learns differently, is sort of the conduit to how you buy. Um, And you talk about the different kinds of, you know, people in terms of learning and buying. But just to back up for a moment, um, the, the title, it's unique, you know, becoming a rainmaker. Um, tell us tell us in your own words what a rainmaker is and, and why why you wanted to put it in the title. It means so much to be a, in, when you work in a CPA firm and you have the aspirations and the desire to become a partner. To become a partner, you need to bring business in the door. CPAs call that rainmaking bringing revenue into the firm, you're a rainmaker. And that's how you get to go get promoted up through the ranks in the CPA firm to become a partner, rainmaker. Oh. Is that right? So is that a common a term in the industry, rainmaker? Yes, it is. It's, uh, oh. yeah, it's actually becoming a little bit more common even in the other industries these days, as opposed to people saying, hey, you gotta go sell more, you gotta go you know, increase your quota. You know, we need you to be more of a rainmaker. We need those sales coming in the door. So 
bring those dollars come raining in, if you would. So yeah. become a rainmaker. So is that, that's an unwritten rule that if I don't bring in business, I'm just going to stay where I am. I can still maintain, you know, being an accountant at the firm, but I'm never going to, I'm never going to, you know, climb the ladder, so to speak. I want to say it's an unwritten rule, but your chances are uh, candidly becoming a partner, sharing in the revenues. Because if you're not, if you're not bringing revenue in the door, the likelihood of getting a percentage of the profits, candidly, are going to be a lot slimmer than if you are bringing obviously money in, becoming a rainmaker, and their way, that way you're contributing to the overall pool. Now, do you, are you still an accountant? Did you, when did, when did you <laughs> veer off into sales and was it because it was something you were naturally doing, Jeff, or did someone teach you? Like what was the, the genesis of your path and your route? Well, I actually got my degree in accounting in, in New York from uh, Brewer College. I got my master's in taxation. So I continued my schooling and I worked in CPA firms for five years. And Canley, I learned the power of process in working a CPA firm. Yeah. And I got really friendly with a, a great friend of mine who co-authored the book, Dave Bergstein. Uh, I've known David now for 30 odd years. And he, he was working for a tax company. I was the coordinator for the service bureau that we were using for um, processing our tax returns. And I was in the CPA firm. And David said, hey, Jeff, we have a support role open. You know, why don't you come and apply for the job? And I'm thinking, okay, I'm an accountant and I'm kind of shy, kind of quiet. I don't want to stereotype all the accountants, but you know, I had my three pencils in my shirt pocket that were red, blue, and you know, green. Yeah. But that's typically typically how we tick off our work papers back then. Right. Um, I totally relate to that anecdote. <laughs> I, I so know it. The red pencils, the blue pencils, like my youth. It's like a Wow. So I came home and it's, actually I told my wife that I was going to go interview for this job. And I was going to go out, speak to people, do presentations, and I possibly could do be speaking at conferences. And she looks at me and goes, seriously? <laughs> and it was like, you said that? <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, because if you knew me back then, yeah, so I was the, the wallflower, so to speak, if we get together with a group of people, you know, I'd sit in the corner, be by myself, just have my dinner, be quiet. And now I'm talking to her about going on the job, taking a job where I actually had to talk to strangers, do presentations, get on the phone with people. And it was like a total, you know, not, not Jeff. <laughs> so well, uh, Jeff 2.0. <laughs> yes, it, it really was. It became Jeff 2.0. And Tara, I actually had the most fun in my first couple of years with, of in that role of being that support rep, going out, getting away, developed uh, more of a personality. Not that I was, I guess it was hidden. I'll put it that way. So uh, even doing the interview now, I mean, it was like, if I go back, you know, 30 years, I'm not sure if exactly how I would be candidly, but I had a great time. It, uh, if you met her today, she'll tell you, you know, I'm not the same guy, but that's what got me into sales. And I went into sales. I was a you know, sales rep, support rep, division manager, regional manager, VP of sales. So I trained a lot of people. I hired a lot of people and I predominantly sold to accountants and CPA firms through most of my career. And I think if you ask a CPA or an accountant, what's the one skill set you don't really have because they never teach you is, is sales. There's, there's no college degree for sales. So you either have to go out on your own to learn it or, you know, you read a book or you take some video classes or conferences and 
you know, you, you get better at it. So. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. C-Suite Radio. You know, and that said, you know, through your experience in sales, you talk in the book, which I thought was so interesting about this sort of scale of learning and therefore buying. Everybody learns differently, therefore they buy differently. And you go into the specifics. You talk about visual, auditory, and kinesthetic people. So can you talk to us a little bit about that? Because I thought that was very unique. It is unique. And most people candidly are a mixture. So let's start from scratch here. So where most, when you're, you're on the radio, People listen to you. That's all auditory. So we're just using our ears to listen. There's no, you can't see anything typically. So it's a form of communication, purely auditory. Visual people, they like to read things, right? They, they, uh, they'll listen, but they, they'll ask you, can you show me something? Auditory people will say, can you tell me something? Okay, so when you start to listen to the words that people use, it will give you the clue of what type of learner that they are. And kinesthetic people, and there's about 75% of our population is kinesthetic, which is a mixture of uh, auditory and visual. So those are the people that would like to feel things, read things, they want to hear it. So they want to be able to, you know, be able to touch a, touch a brochure uh, or mm. have something in front of them. So if you're a CPA, for example, and someone says, you know, can you show me how you do tax planning? And all you start doing is start talking to them. Well, here, I'll ask you for your income. I'll ask you for your, your deductions and I'll run some numbers for you. But if they use the word, can you show me? Yeah, let me show you what I've done for a client. So here's an example of a plan. Obviously the name is going to be different and all that, but at the end of the day, they want to see they want to touch something. When you're able to do that, for some reason, they like you now. They don't know why they like you better, but they now trust you. And right. we all know that people will buy from people who they like and trust. Yeah. And that's really, at the end of the day, that's what visual, visual auditory, and kinesthetic is all about. How people learn is how people buy to build that trust in one third of the time. Yeah. So that said, Jeff, are you deciding on the fly what kind of learner the person is, you know, for the first time you speak to them, or is it something that you have to prepare for in advance? How does the process work? It's sometimes difficult to prepare in advance because you don't know who you're speaking to up front. Obviously, right. if you had a conversation with them and then you're meeting them face to face, you might have a clue. But if you can't, after a few questions, figure out that learning style. There's a great line, which is, I'll show you the numbers, explain things in detail. I'll make you feel comfortable. So I hit all three in that one sentence. So they feel that you've now, you've covered all, all the bases, so to speak, in one sentence. Yeah, no, that's great. Cover them all, all the bases, the trifecta. What happens though, just to play devil's advocate, Jeff, what happens if you can't figure out someone's learning style? Is it possible for someone not to fall into one of these three buckets? It's highly unlikely. They're going to be one of the buckets without a doubt. So it, it's really just a question of you being able to 
cover all three, all three of them. It's conceivable, Taryn, that you might even have a husband that could be visual, the wife is auditory. So you're almost gonna have two different conversations. So you can kind of bring them both into really your world. Right. So it does take a little practice, takes a little you know, talent, but that's in essence what you will begin to do. And did you mention, just want to make, to clarify for our audience, 75% of people are kinesthetic? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And the, if you think back when radio was the only um, method of communications or mode, right? TV came out and it, it took over radio so fast. Why? Because it was auditory and because it was visual. So when you take those two into account and you look at that 75%, that's why TV flourished so quickly, you know, when they first came out. Right. So how did, how did your business change? You know, when did you, when did you discover this and, and put into words, you know, the results you saw My, uh, or heard <laughs> <laughs> or both. Or both. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I, I met a gentleman named Paul Webb about a year ago and Paul is a, uh, a subdivision or a division of Brandeis training. And he was a master NLP neuro linguistic mastermind that was uh, studied under Richard Bandler, who's the person that invented NLP. So I met Paul on LinkedIn, candidly, and we hooked up as a business together. And I learned through Paul NLP. And then I got certified through NLP as well. So I now practice and preach the NLP philosophies. And it's one of the first classes that I actually taught, teach when we do training. And it's more of not so much salesmanship, it's effective communications. And what makes this even more powerful, if I may, Darren, is that even though we're talking about business usage to accountants and CPAs, the philosophies of what we talk about is easily transferable to your family life, to yeah. your children, to your spouse, to your dating world. It, it, if you can take the skill sets. And I get more pleasure candidly sometimes out of when people come back to me and say, Hey, Jeff, I took your class. I now have a better relationship with my son than I ever had before because That's amazing. Because I now understand how he learns. I can relate better to him. Your company, your company though, you guys just don't do um, accounting services, right? Like what you were saying, this, you've applied this to 15 different industries. Is that right? Like plumbing and real estate, but it's the same core tenants, right? Yeah, it's the same core, it's the same principles. All we do is, um, hate to say, but we customize it for, based upon what they're selling, no different than a CPA or an accountant. The plumbing industry, it's plenty of examples. The real estate, it's real estate examples. Uh, we're about to have a solar panels training also to get released. So uh, we have an automotive uh, training. So it's all geared on making it specific for yourself and taking the core principles and applying it to your business or your industry. And Jeff, correct me if I'm wrong, but you've actually pivoted and changed your training model given the current circumstances, right? Uh, yes, we have, Taryn. So available online is our courseware. And what makes it also more unique than other courseware is our videos are only from four minutes to eight minutes long each section. So that you don't have to sit there for an hour. You're not going to have to get some popcorn, relax, and you know, fall asleep or take a nap. So they're all four to eight minutes. There's three questions typically at the end, kind of a quiz. Make sure you get the material. But if you want to learn at your own speed, at your own rate, 
on your own at night, the videos are a great way to, uh, to get the content as well. Right. Uh, I can't believe we're out of time because we barely scratched the surface, but I'm curious, Jeff, has your model changed at all in this now COVID world that we're living in? Yes, yeah, so without, yes, it definitely has changed. I think it's everyone's business has changed somewhat. We're doing more things virtually. We're doing more things online than we did before. Uh, we're starting to go back out now to do live training, face-to-face uh, -face trainings. But, you know, candidly, I got people now reaching out. I had a call this morning from an accountant in London that wants me to help her work with her. So the, even though the times have changed, it's actually brought opportunity that we probably would never have had if this hasn't didn't happen. I mean, so it brought technology ahead probably three to five years uh, as far as taking advantage of Zoom, you know, go to meeting and things like that. Yeah, no, obviously it's it's a whole it's a whole different ball game, as they say. The book's terrific. Um, you know, becoming a rainmaker can apply to so many different industries, but those core tenets of you know the way you buy is the way is based on the way you learn. It's very unique, and I think it's really applicable um, to so many you know different facets of our lives, as you mentioned, uh, personal and professional. So congratulations, I think you're onto something, Jeff. Thank you very much. I Thanks. truly appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks for spending some time with us, uh, and look forward to book number two. If you'd like more information, just check out our website, csweetbookclub.com. That's c-sweetbookclub.com. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time right here on Bestseller TV via Zoom. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.